0: Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony.
1: And I'm your co-host, Indida. We're based in Washington, D.C., with leading discussions on topics
0: surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art, with an occasional guest appearance within the creative
1: and entrepreneurial industry.
0: Peace family, we have a very special guest today, an American artist currently based in the UK with a wealth of experience within the creative industry, specifically music and culture. This Jersey-raised Brooklyn native solidified her professional experience in NYC as a media journalist at iHeartRadio, interviewing names like Mary J. Blige, Wyclef John, Steve Stout, and develop morning show content for affiliates like Power 105's The Breakfast Club. Family, we have Shum Isaacs. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hello again. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. So how's things going uh, during this crazy pandemic?
1: (laughs) To be honest, um, it's been a bit emotionally tough, um, you know, dealing with different mindsets and and different perspectives of what's going on and trying to have certain conversations. So I've been finding that emotional part pretty difficult. Um, In terms of being on lockdown though, I've been quite enjoying not feeling the pressure to have to go places or to be social because I'm like, I'm super introverted. I love staying home. I'm the person that's always like, yeah, maybe like I'll see if I'll come out, but I never really, follow through with the plan. So I'm a homebody. So that part is good. Working from home, I've been doing that for the last three, four months now. It's getting a bit mundane. At first, I was really excited to not have to get up for work and not, you know, do the commute thing. Um, But now I'm starting to feel like, okay, I want to have some office time with my coworkers. you know. so it's been all right. It's just like you know finding that balance, finding the positives in it, and you know finding saying honoring your truth to when you're having certain conversations with people, you know
0: definitely, definitely, so uh it hasn't really like messed with your creativity being locked down
1: um, I would say it's afforded me more time to be creative um. Nice. Because again, like before the lockdown, I didn't realize how much time evolves around just like our work schedules, like people who who have to go to a job every day. Um, Mm. So much of our time is dictated by that schedule. So the fact that that has been removed, it it provides so much more time to be creative. So yeah, I've been working on some music, um, hopefully that I'll be able to release soon um and just like taking care of myself more you know exercising which is also really good for the mind and just being creative in general so yeah i've been it's been positive on that note for me
0: um yeah i totally agree man just doing the same mundane wake walk wake wash and work routine can get a bit tiresome so you know taking time to ourselves is always a good thing yeah no i really enjoy uh spending time with the family and watching my, my son grow up. You know, I got a, a one year old now, man. It's, it's Congratulations
1: crazy on that.
0: Thank you. Thank you, man. He's a he's a ball of fire.
1: <laughs> What's his name?
0: Philip Jr.
1: Philip Jr. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's nice.
0: Yeah. So, um, tell us about how you got started. Like, what made you want to uh, go into the radio and music industry?
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know, like I've just always been passionate about music, and like I just always know knew that I was gonna work in music. It wasn't even a question um so when I started my undergrad degree, I did uh television and radio broadcasting as my major, nice. so that's kind of like my introduction um into that space um, I've always liked radio, I grew up in a household where. radio was just always on in the background and even when i was younger um i used to live in guyana as well when i was a kid um Mm. there was a kid's radio show jc's corner that used to come on every day and i used to call the radio show every day and sing a song um to the point where like the the host of the show like he knew me and he invited me uh, to host some of the shows with him so I used to go to the radio station and I was like seven years old I didn't know wow what I was doing but you know when I was older and then I saw, found myself back in those same spaces I was like wow you've always been interested in you know using your voice and speaking and stuff like that um so yeah my first job out of my undergrad, it wasn't necessarily, it was at a radio station company, but I wasn't necessarily doing anything radio-esque. I was doing like traffic reporting. So like monitoring traffic flows and reporting that to the station so that they can use that information to like broadcast um, their own like traffic report during the morning shows or the evening drive or whatever. Mm. Um, Since I was at the company like why not see what else you could get involved in? So I was just always keeping my eyes and ears open for positions that were open. And there was like a writing gig that opened up. Um, So I applied for it and I got the job. So that's kind of what put me in that space where I was actually like uh, writing new stories, um, interviewing artists. Um, It was a really small scale at first, but it grew um, and it just took off from there.
0: So it sounds like it was destiny. It was pretty much meant to be, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like, you know, when, I don't know, you just stay true to your passions, like you follow your heart. Um, you will always find yourself, your destiny will find you in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like you'll always be doing what you're supposed to do essentially.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, um, how long have you been, uh, writing and, and doing music for?
1: um again like another thing that i've been doing from a really young age Mm -hmm. like my mom has cassettes of me like singing my own songs like on the tape recorder um from like three years old i have notebooks of like poems and just like songs that i've written like 12 13 you know like about boys and just (laughs) you know young young stuff um and i used to perform like for my mom, like when she would come home from work, um, like if me and my cousin in the summertime we were home, we would write we would write songs and when my mom came home or her mom came to pick her up, we would perform for them. So again, it's always been a part of me. Um, but it wasn't until maybe like twenty twelve where like I was just around a lot of creative people and there was mm. you no know, computers around, garage band, everybody had a Mac, garage band is on. Yeah. Like computer so I was like oh you should just try to record something and you know it was like one or two like not that really good well put together songs but it was still fun to do and like that's what my heart wanted to do so I just continued to do that but to be honest like I feel like um like when it comes to music I've kind of been put playing that on the back burner that hasn't been something that I've given, like most or, or as much of attention as I should um, mm. it. Um, but that's something that I want to change. Like, I want to be more um, upfront about my ability, you know, to make music. And the fact that I do do that, because a lot of people, especially now, I feel like if you've met me in the last like year or two, you probably don't know that, you know, I've put out a mixtape, like, yeah in 20 whatever year that was um or that you know I write and I, I put stuff on SoundCloud from time to time so yeah
0: I, mean, I just want to
1: be honest about that
0: I've been uh I guess we've been social media friends for like years now and uh I remember you sending uh, a few tracks my way uh like maybe like 2015-2014
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. But, yeah, that was, like, mad long ago.
0: Yeah, man. From what I heard, it was pretty good. And I'm pretty sure that you progressed, like, a lot since then, you know. So keep it going.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll send you some new stuff for you to listen to and give feedback on.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. So uh, what would you consider your your professional title is?
1: Right now? Oh, Jesus. What is (laughs) it? Um in a general sense like music business professional so i kind of stepped out of the radio broadcasting space like um like my title literally for my job is music operations manager okay um so right now like i'm working for a commercial music licensing platform um it's a startup company but um they're our goal is really ambitious and we're solving a problem that no other one is take no one else is taking on in the music space right now and that's the fact that online content creators can't use commercial music in their videos without being penalized so for instance Mm if i use a song in my video and i upload it to youtube and you know i get a lot of views like all that money basically that i would have made will go right to the rights holder but what our platform enables people to do is um is to come on our platform and license those songs that they want to use the music that they know and love so that they can keep their monetization and the record label and the rights holder will get paid from the licensing fee Mm. so I've kind of pivoted um, my lane a little bit I did go back to school in 2017 to do my master's degree
0: nice congrats congrats
1: thank you that was really stressful But again, something that I would do again in a heartbeat because it just opened so many doors for me in terms of just like, well, one, the people that I know now that are literally located all over the world and are very involved and submerged, like in the music industry, um, Mm -hmm. that's one. And just like the already, the the music business professionals that it put me in front of at the time and and the connections that I was allowed to garner and make with like executives of big companies and, you know, people with some pretty prestigious names um, to say that, you know, I I was able to learn something from them. Um, That was really good. Um, So yeah, I'm happy with my decision. I know people sometimes they say like, oh, you don't have to go to school to, To make anything of yourself or like you know it's a waste of money um i took out loans to do my degree
0: yeah i don't
1: have any i don't have any plans on paying that shit back but (laughs) it's an investment and like i said i would do it again because like i just can't see it any other way like i definitely wouldn't be living in london right now if i didn't go back to school like i wouldn't have the job i had right now if I didn't go back to school because I met my boss at a conference that I was at with my school yeah. at that time you know so um yeah so I go to school like if yeah. you want to be exposed to maybe an industry that you don't really know about like I would say the education was really shitty like I could have learned all that on my own but it was more so about the connections and the network and the ability to to travel and and create very invaluable experiences so
0: so you uh got your master's in london
1: no i got my master's in spain oh uh, nice but it's an american school berkeley college of music Mm -hmm. Uh, they had a campus it's a boston school school in boston they have a campus um in in valencia spain for this master's program so yeah
0: that's that's great man yeah like you said i believe that um school is necessary especially when it comes to like networking with uh you know like-minded people who are maybe as hungry as you you Mm -hmm. know and it's just like a a plethora of like knowledge for real for real you know absolutely so um what's one thing you wish you known at the start of your career that you know now
1: (laughs) (laughs) one thing that i wish i'd known at the start of my career that I know now. Um, maybe that everyone doesn't have like your best interests at heart. Like, mm. even though they might present themselves that way, especially if you're really talented or you know you're you you might be very valuable in a space. Like, people might just want to latch onto you in a non-genuine way because of what you probably could do for them or help them with. Um, So yeah, just like, I wish maybe I was, um, I wasn't so, I don't even want to say that because one, everything happens for a reason, but just to be more aware of, you know, the interactions that you're having with people um, and why you're in certain spaces. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's just something that I wish I was a bit more aware of. Uh, and the people that i had around me at in certain times along the way
0: okay uh,
1: yeah that's my very vague advice
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem no problem um if you can make an album with any three artists who would they be <laughs> i want to put you on a spot three yeah three
1: artists. wow
0: they could be any genre
1: yeah Okay, so I would say Sizzla. He's a reggae artist, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like my one of my favorite artists, like no matter what genre. Um, and I just always been a fan of his instrumentation, like his voice and his style of expressing himself. So definitely him. Um, Damn, maybe I should have looked at these
0: questions. (laughs) It's fine. Take your time, man. Take your
1: time.
0: Um, It could be anybody.
1: Yeah, I would also say Jay Z.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Um, Just someone who I've just always admired musically. Um, I'm always interested in hearing what he has to say on record. And, like, I admire the way he carries himself. Like, in terms of how he handles himself on record and in business and just like, you know, he he pulls his cards to his chest, Um, very strategic. So, yeah, I would love to work with him um, on music for those reasons. And last artist, this
0: one's hard. (laughs) Dead or Alive.
1: All right, this one is like really left field, but like Pat Benatar, do you know her? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Pat Benatar, she's like, um, I would say classic rock. Okay. A chick, she's probably like 60 years old right now, but she sings that song. Um, Oh my God, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Why is this song slipping my mind? I have to Google it.
0: So it seems like you have an ec- eclectic playlist, like a little bit from everywhere, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love of the Battlefield, Hit I, Me With The Next Shot.
0: I think, yeah, Hit hit Me With The Next Shot. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so those are two of probably her most popular songs. But yeah, her, because like, uh, my parents used to listen to her music a lot when I was growing up. So, mm. And I still go back and I listen to her music now she's probably one of my favorite i would say top five artists along with jay-z and Sisla as well so yeah i would get three of them and we would do an album and it would be fire
0: that would be a very different <laughs> but in- inspiring album <laughs> be a, <laughs> yeah, a great album um what advice would you give somebody who wants to pursue a similar career as you
1: um take your time Mm. there's no fire don't let social media fool you like um i think if like because me like when i think about my career and like everything that i'm doing right now like i'm thinking about it from a longevity perspective like what do i want to be known as in 20 years like when all is said and done and like you know i'm about to die like mm. what is my legacy you know um so i would say think along those lines and then that will help you put into perspective kind of like the things that you're doing right now in your life and like you know trust the journey sometimes you might be in spaces that you might not be one thousand percent happy with but yeah you know you you kind of have to go through these different um transitions or situations so that you know it it can make you the person that you need to be so yeah i would say those things and just just take your time and follow your heart follow your passions um and 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 chase your dreams because where there's a will there's a way if you need something ask for it if you're interested in something um ask for it um mm-hmm. speak to people make connections and be genuine i think also that's um a very big one i feel like people especially in like these music spaces um they come with pretentious like attitudes like kind of like you know you're supposed to help them or you owe them something um but yeah be genuine like your friendships and your connections that you have with people like don't be friends with somebody just because like you want them to hook you up with something you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah um one that relationship is not going to last and superficiality only gets you so far so i think if you want good people around you and you want a career that is beneficial to you it's very important to be true to yourself and to be genuine to other people.
0: I feel it, I feel it. So do you create like, do you live your life structured? Like I'm gonna create a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, I'm gonna be here at, at a certain age or?
1: um, No, like that doesn't really work for me. Mm. Um, like I create goals and like, you know, I know what I want essentially out of life. I know how I wanna feel. Um, but even like all the things that have happened in my life up to this point, like I didn't necessarily plan all of those things. Like, um, I, I follow my heart and I feel like because I pay attention to what my mind and my body tells me, like it allows me to, to put myself in certain positions because I'm aware of me (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i'm aware of the spaces that i'm in and the spaces that i want to be in so i think you know just being aware of certain things like that
0: okay okay yeah so are there any like common myths about your profession that you want to debunk or anything like that
1: (laughs) i don't know like what are myths about
0: um maybe let's say all artists are, are not as kind or pretty rude to like you know people or something I don't, I don't know anything
1: excuse me well i would say one misconception might be that they think people who have record deals or sorry guessing
0: <laughs> take your time
1: people who have record deals or who might outwardly appear to be successful and have money. Like a lot of them are actually really broke. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, don't let the facade fool you. Um, also, I think a misconception about the industry or maybe how it works would be like if you're an artist and you sign a deal or, or you you get offered in advance and you take that money, um, like you have to pay that back, <laughs> so
0: yeah, it's essentially like a a, a bank loan, right?
1: A loan, you yeah, know? yeah. So every limo ride or whatever ride or all these meals and bottles that you're popping, like all of that is coming out of your budget that you have to pay back to the label. Um, so just be mindful of things like that. Um,
0: so quick question: If you were an artist, knowing What you just said now would you rather be independent and do everything yourself maybe have a small team or would you like to uh be involved with the label
1: um well i think that everyone has the opportunity to basically be their own label at this point like we all have access to the same avenues like the bottleneck has definitely opened um so i think people still they'll want to be want the label appeal because of the legacy that record labels have and also because like the record labels have the money so they confront you right. that million dollars they can give you a couple hundred thousand to to do whatever project. Um, and also there are labels so they can hook you up and put you in the exact places that you need to be like no questions asked but that's right. the price that you pay for for things like that um, but for me like, I would I would make I would stay independent, but there's other like platforms that you can use that have like label services that can provide some of the things that a traditional label would would do for you, but you get to keep the rights for your music or right. you know, but they take like maybe a cut or, or a percentage of your royalty share or something like that. Mm. Um, so definitely, but also it depends on what you want. Like, if you want to be a slave to the industry, like go ahead, sign a deal. <laughs> you know, but if if you if ownership and residual income is something that that is important to you, then I think you'd be more inclined to do an independent route. Um, definitely.
0: Yeah, that's why I, um, I have a great respect for, uh, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, he was going on the independent route. Uh, well, he got a lot of his royalties and his masters, um, as well as Stally, who's going on an independent route, you know, and it doesn't seem like it, it stops their hustle. It's like it it makes them more hungrier. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And, and And that's great because everything that you acquire is yours to divvy out, like not the other way around, you know, like. You're not in debt to anybody and no one is your boss basically. Um, but I mean, it does require another level of of perspective and, and just paying attention also, because like you are kind of like, you have to pick a team or if you wanna do it by yourself, like cool, but then you also have to realize like, does that take away from you being creative? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, okay, if you're gonna have a team like, are these, Like, make sure that they're good people around you and that they have your best interests at heart and they're not just trying to get over because they see an opportunity um, in making money off of you, you know? So, yeah, like, those things are really important as well.
0: Um, Did you have any major influences growing up?
1: Oh, I hate questions, like. (laughs) Major influences, like... So I I don't like questions like this because I never can say, like, one person, you know, I'm influenced by everything. I'm influenced by my parents. I'm influenced Mm. by my family. I'm influenced by my culture. Um, I was influenced by my neighborhoods that I grew up in, the people that I met, um, music that I hear, like everything, everything, you know, I've taken from along the way. But I don't think there's any, there's never been like a person or like a thing that I've really been infatuated with, like, oh, this person inspires me. And I like, I tend to like to appreciate people and things for, for who and what they are without getting too attached. So literally like everything is inspiration. Every interaction is something to take away information from. Um, So that's how I like to look at things.
0: Okay. I can agree, man. I, I definitely agree. I had several different influences, I guess, that helped my uh, mold my idealisms or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it all makes us who we are. Um, how do you keep yourself um, inspired um, through all the monotony?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, my creativity, like, or my inspirations, if you're talking about in a creative sense like they tend to come in waves mm. um so sometimes like when well before when i wasn't feeling like creative or when i knew i wanted to be but like i just didn't have that spark i didn't have the inspiration i used to get upset like i used to get really down on myself because of it but now you know i, I i'm 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 a lot less hard on myself when that happens and instead it's like well maybe you need to create like a moment like go create an experience and maybe that might inspire you to do something or like I just let it be like I don't have to right now like it'll come yeah try again tomorrow try again later um so just being more kind to myself I guess um that helps allow the inspiration to to flow
0: I like that I like that uh how would your parents describe what you do for a living (laughs)
1: yeah i don't to be honest like my mom probably couldn't put it into words she'll just say yeah like she lives in london and she works in music or something
0: like all the highlights right
1: (laughs) (laughs) she will probably just forget all of that as well (laughs) my dad will probably say the same thing he would just say yeah she lives in london and she works for a music company or something Mm. and she she makes songs when she feels like it and she sometimes throws events under her House of Shoom thing. But yeah, like their explanation will probably be very vague. Um,
0: I'm pretty sure they're extremely proud, man, like everything that you've done so far is is not like a small thing, you know?
1: Yeah, I hope they're proud, like,
0: you know, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, is there anything else you would like to share about, uh, what you have coming up in the future or,
1: um, I mean, you know, my brain is a little scattered right now. Um, in terms of like what I'm focusing on and running with at the moment, um, I think maybe you should just follow me on Instagram and Twitter, yeah. um, for the listeners so that they can just keep up and see, follow me on my journeys. I travel a lot um, and I like to kind of just showcase the different and unique spaces that I'm allowed to be in because, you know, I decided to change my environment. Um, so yeah, um, I, ha- I just updated my website, Um, I think it looks nice and kind of encapsulates like my journey quite a bit. Um, And I do plan on launching or relaunching my t-shirt merch line. I'm not religious. Um, I I used to spray paint. I don't know if you remember remember that. I think I was doing that around the time like we started following each other.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I remember.
1: Yeah, so I used to spray paint. I'm not religious on my crew necks and t-shirts or whatever. But then that kind of got a bit cumbersome and, and quite a big task. So then I started getting them screen printed like pocket size on the t-shirts but I've never like put them up for sale like on anything. Um, People were just like ordering on Instagram like in the early days. So um, I'm gonna set that up to make the I'm Not Religious t-shirts available for order on my website as well as we're gonna do some tote bags. So that's coming up probably within the next month or so. And I do plan on dropping some music
0: Yes, please, please. Uh,
1: in the very near future, I have one single that's done. I'm done recording, but um, also I'm trying to learn how to mix. So I'm I've just been like, you know, taking my time, experimenting with the sound, and so when I'm in a good place with that, and I feel like okay, the world can hear this now. I'll put that out. So yeah, just follow me and to stay up date with everything. Shum Isaac's on everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, just two more questions um what would you define your music genre to be is it more hip-hop uh
1: yeah that's another like tricky thing it's like a combination of a few things i would say because i'm rapping and i'm singing Mm. um, and it's very 90s it's like 90s pop hip-hop neo soul If okay Um, but a lot of people say, "Oh wow, your you su- your music sounds like TLC." So that's like I get that comparison a lot. Um, so I would say like it's a combination of those genres that I mentioned. Um, but if you wanted wanted to compare it to a sound, mm-hmm. TLC,
0: TLC, that's good. That's good. And what was the process like moving to? a whole different country i'm pretty sure you said you're from guyana originally but what was the process was it like um was it different to process like different people's personalities in a in a different continent or well
1: like i've always like traveled like i've always been in a lot of different cultural spaces and Mm different races and people of all different that come from all over, like from the time I was really young. So, and I always like to experience new culture and new people. So I would say I, I embraced it. Like I went seeking this. So I was really excited, um, to, to be in a new space and to be learning. And, and it was kind of like an adventure, um, and and also like my plan was never to move to London. It kind of just happened, right? Like I mm. went to Spain to do the degree and I found out that there was an opportunity for me to live in London because my mom was born here.
0: Nice, so nice. You
1: know, like I found that out during the program that like if your parent was born in another country, like well in the UK, I don't know about all other countries but for UK, if your parents born in UK, the child is automatically a citizen no matter where they were born so Mm. I was like stop playing so I I called my mom I was like mom I need you to send me all the paperwork she sent me the paperwork and like literally within four weeks I had a UK passport as a British citizen so like so when I finished my program I was just like well I don't want to go like what am I going to go back to New York and do like move back to Brooklyn like go reside in the same spaces that I was residing before like no like I was just living in Spain to like go back to do that. Not to say anything's wrong with New York, but like I've been doing that for like the last 10 years almost. Mm-hmm. So then I found out about the passport thing. So I was like, bro, go to London. Like London is, ju- is just as of a mecca of culture and music and like all the things that New York can afford you, like you can find that in London. It's probably just going to be on a smaller scale. And to be honest, like I needed that because New York is very it was getting very draining Mm. Um, and just like, you know, like energy depletion um, because everything is a hustle and bustle. Everything is, you know, it's a grind. It is a hustle. Um, And I was just tired of that. So I said, let me try this. And if it doesn't work out, New York is always going to be there, you know? So here I am two years, like it was difficult at first. Like I only had a limited amount of money. It was hard finding a job in my field. Um, because like I'm coming from a new industry uh, like a di- slightly different industry, still music related, but it was very broadcast heavy. And I'm trying to transition into the business side mm. of the industry. I just came off, of, off, off of a master's degree. So they're like, we don't really know what to do with you. You've never worked here before. So I got a lot of interviews, but you know, I'm sure they went with someone who knew London a bit more, who had the connections there or whatever. So luckily the guy that I met at the conference, he gave me the opportunity to work for his company. Um, But yeah, so even in the beginning, I was working at H&M for a little bit for a few months until I like solidified this guy, like offering me the position. So yeah, like I had to take a few steps back to be able to live in London in terms of, you know, the type of work that I was doing and on the level and how much I was getting paid in New York City to be in London and like working for a startup and like making like half the mon- amount of money that I was making before I left New York. But, you know, I'm comfortable and I'm happy with the decision that I made and I would do it two times over. Um, and I'm just really about like, you know, creating new experiences for myself. Um, so I'm all with that and yeah, sometimes you have to tough it out, but it's all a part of the process. And I think, again, following my heart, this is where I need to be. And I'm really excited to see, you know, like like where am I going to be in five years? Like yeah, like where? Like what has all of these series of events? Where will it take me next? Um, because, like, I think back to sometimes, like when when I first started my 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 first job out of my undergrad like just thinking of where i was in that moment and just remember having that memory like oh wow like that's dope you you graduated early your are undergrad and now you're working for this like big media conglomerate that's great but like that was 2008 so almost how, how many years is that almost 20 years later
0: yeah
1: um like i'm living in london like that was never in my peripheral, but like those series of events have, have led me here today. So, you know, I'm happy.
0: I, I really respect your hustle and the fact that you kind of humbled yourself and worked at H&M before, you know, and still try to like pursue your goals is like really humbling to me. Like it, it, I I respect that tremendously. Some people would just, you know, oh, I'm not taking that job. I got this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? like.
1: Well, I didn't have anything, to be yeah. honest. I was running out of money. I was staying at a family friend's house. And yeah, well, to be honest, I was kind of on that vibe. I was like, no, I'm holding out for the job. Mm. For the job. Like, and my dad was like, no, like you need to get any job. You know, yeah. like, get a job. of Like, buy yourself some time. Like, get some income Mm. and and and, you know on your days off at night look for your the job that you want and i was like okay dad that makes sense um (laughs) so you know it's also good to have like again good people around you to kind of be that voice of reason sometimes when you know you your ego might not even to bring ego into it but like the things you might be doing or saying it it doesn't make sense or there could be a better way to approach um to get the same result so it's good to have good people around you that can be that voice of reason and and you can bounce ideas off of as well
0: I agree I agree and uh one last question where do you see yourself retiring after you know you go through your career and you just feel like I need to relax now
1: <laughs> well <laughs> in terms of where I'm not sure but I definitely wanted to be in some like remote like forest or like beach or some like lakeshore somewhere, and you know I have my residual incomes coming in, so I don't gotta go to work. I don't have to worry about <laughs> doing too much of nothing. Yeah. And I'm here with my family, and you know we're fully sustained wherever we live. Like we have a garden, we have water, we can go swimming. Like whatever that body of water is, you know. Um, I just wanna be removed from a lot of the hustle and bustle. I love nature. Um, I love family, even though like, you know, I'm, I'm a loner, but you know, I come from a family and you know, I I've always enjoyed those intimate moments with them. And I want to recreate that for myself on my own, like, you know, have my own little tribe. So yeah. Like I'm going to find some remote place off somewhere. We're going to have our tiny, big home, our big, tiny home, whatever.
0: A Big, tiny home? <laughs> yeah,
1: like, you know, the tiny homes that yeah. they just want to be a decent size. So you want to say big, tiny home. And, you know, just be, just be one with nature and with each other.
0: Mm, I could respect that. I could respect that. Um, I think that's all I have for you today. And I want to thank you and um, say that I really am proud of your progression as you move on you know, and um, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for just always, you know, staying in touch and following, you know, I see you doing your thing as well. And I love seeing your photos. They're very Oh, thank you, and thank you. I've seen the growth in your work from, you know, when you first started to now. So also you keep it up and congrats on your family and your podcasts and everything.
0: Thank you, I appreciate you it. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to give them a quick plug uh, again? Uh, tell them your website one more time.
1: Yeah. Shume Isaacs dot com. Shume on all social media platforms, but I'm mostly on Instagram. I sometimes am talking shit on Twitter. And yeah, just-
0: <laughs>
1: if you're interesting, I'll follow back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's me.
0: Right. Well, thank you.
1: Right.